Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. If you have uh, anything that you can help entertain the masses with, you want to share uh, this morning any kind of uh, funny or stupid story from your household over the weekend, or if you had uh, just tremendous success, you know, caught an eight-pound bass or something like that, and you want to you want to share with us, hit us up on the Eighth Flooring Center chat line. Good morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Anybody catch an eight-pound bass at your house this weekend? Uh, only six pounds. <laughs> only six. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever take the girls fishing when they were itty bitty? They ever have a desire to go fishing? Oh my! I would go with my brother. He would really do the. He would. I think he. You could say he took them fishing. I would go along. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they they caught one, and they're like, "Okay, we're good." <laughs> yeah, they caught they caught a few. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, this from the Ace Flooring Center chat line with regard to Kale Gundy. Got to be more to that story. I would agree with that. Yeah, so much so. They got got to be got to be more to that story. Um, no Rangers baseball tonight. Thankfully, they're struggling. Well, and they deserve a day off. I mean, they've been going pretty hard. I mean, they had their West Coast trip. Sure. You know, they played the played the Mariners, and they played the Angels, and they came back here, and they played the Orioles, and they played the White Sox. So, I mean, even um, even sub five hundred teams deserve a day off from time to time can't make them go every day mm-hmm. so they they deserve that uh joey mcguire and uh, his uh, football team will get back at it at 905 this morning not nine o'clock 905 uh yesterday or excuse me saturday after practice he talked about how his team has looked after two practices I think we knocked some rust off yesterday. I mean, uh, we had some some times uh, on defense that we didn't fit well, um, you know, and, and so I think that's just some rust. Uh, today the energy level was uh, really, really good. I mean, it was uh, – you, you could see those guys um, going into meetings yesterday, correcting things on both sides of the ball, and then taking those meetings out to the field. And that's a mature football team. Whenever you can go in and you can correct things, you can go through your walkthroughs and you come out to practice and you're correcting those things, then they're paying attention. Our coaches are doing what they're supposed to be doing, being great teachers, and then they're coming out and executing. So uh, I, I like the energy today. You know, it's, it has to be kind of different, you know, especially these first couple of practices. So you've got a, essentially a brand-new coaching staff, new head coach, different – philosophy different approach bunch of new guys there's probably got probably a little bit of apprehension that probably takes down the the energy just a little bit for the first couple of days yeah maybe so maybe so yeah, it's uh, probably you, natural yeah um and and then just the um still apprehension is a good word but just hey trying to figure everything out and mm-hmm. see how different coaches do different things and all of those kind of things so there's probably some of that I, i'm always amazed and i haven't I haven't been to a viewing period yet. It just hasn't worked with my schedule. But I am I have always been amazed, no matter who the head coach is, of how that um those practices are like a an organized fire drill. I mean, it's like a Chinese fire drill. All the, I mean, there's people running here, they're running there, a whistle blows, a horn blows, and they all know what to do. Mm-hmm. I am fascinated by that. Because <laughs> I think I would get which is probably why I was never even close to even being a division one athlete let alone very much of a high school athlete. Just understanding what everything was supposed to do because you can get lost in the shuffle. And 
you know, when 125 people are going in one direction and you have one guy that's not, you stand out. So I feel like that I'd stand out for the wrong reasons, <laughs> you know, because of because of all those things that uh, that you want to make sure you're sim- swimming the same way that the rest of the fish are, Chuck. Right? No, no. But I mean, I again, I'm always I'm always amazed at how how organized those things are. And it's like, how does everybody know where they're supposed to be? Even the, you know, the equipment people or the people that are supplying, you know, support staff, things along those lines. I mean, they know, boom, horn sounds, they know where to go. And they're going from one field to the next, to the next, to the next. Uh, Brandon says this, I have a question for you guys. Coach McGuire always seems positive. Do you think he keeps that same mentality when things go sideways and we lose a couple of games in a row? Or do you think he will show frustration? You know, it's funny. I was thinking, I was wondering about that myself this weekend when I saw that I guess there was a little bit of a squirmish in yesterday's practice amongst some players. And that's 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 going to be that way. But uh, the, one of the notes that was tweeted out was that Coach McGuire was mad about that, was mad about the was mad about the fight. And I, I don't know define mad. I don't know what that looked like because I wasn't there. But, you know, when you are a extremely positive guy, um, it will be interesting to see what happens when you have a little bit of adversity. You know, how do you how do you manifest that? Does that yeah. do, you, do you show some frustration in addition to your to your positiveness? Well, you you would think so. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, he's a football coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's, but I don't think he's going to keep it in. Yeah, I don't think you're going to. Do you mean when he's talking to the media or when he's talking to the players? Because. Uh, you oh, know. I don't know that he'll show very much frustration to 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 outward. I think he'll try to keep as much of a positive spin on it as he can. But I do think he'll be candid and somewhat as honest as he can about what he's frustrated about. I don't think you're going to see him throwing anything. But I mean, I, no, I don't. I don't think that either. But I think he'll, I think he'll portray to the media when he's frustrated about mm-hmm. things. Yeah, yeah, he's an emotional guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just wait. I know, and and you and many others are so excited. Because you think he's going to be so emotional on the sideline, and well, I don't know if I. I it's just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not as obsessed with that as many are. Obsessed is a. It seems to be a. That's a. It seems to be a harsh word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, it may be harsh, but I, I think it fits. I mean, I can't. Okay. Okay. I think there's probably yeah, some okay. fairness to that. I mean, there's. You've brought up many, many times before mm-hmm. that. I was frustrated about, with that. Coach is not showing emotion and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I think we'll we'll see some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also asked about practice for Sunday, which was yesterday, what it was going to be like with pads, and then that would also carry into today because it's essentially the same practice. Uh, tomorrow it will be the same as today. The only difference uh, tomorrow we add in some. Uh, perimeter blocking, you know, we're a big screen team, so we've got to do a good job. So we'll add that in now that we've got uh, pads on it to be more physical, and then we're going to add in a team run play action pass. So it'll be the exact same practice. We'll just add in a couple of periods, uh, putting shells on it, it now to go from it went, it was a tag tempo, now it goes to a thud tempo to where if you're squared up, um, instead of tagging off, now we want to really thud and, and stop the ball versus you know just tagging and letting it continue so that'd be it you know same type of practice i wonder if the thud is what led to uh the squirmish maybe <laughs> well somebody thudded too much maybe you know like hey yeah. well he said thud he didn't say smash me you know 
Maybe so. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. You know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know, it, one thing's for sure. I mean, they're they got a little bit of fire in the belly, which is I think what you like to see. Yeah, you want to see uh, some of that, but you just can't go overboard. Yeah. No. I that, that's I think that's probably where the the problem is for me in terms of the overboard. You know, uh, sometimes you know when the when my wick gets lit, you know, so to speak. The, the burn before explosion sometimes is not very long. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, I mean, there's sometimes I can have a longer wick. There's some days it's, it's more of a fuse. Mm-hmm. And it gets, you know, that, which is not, which is unbecoming. Yeah. I'm substantially better at that today than I was 20 years ago. It happens. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does happen. I don't know that I'm better. I might be worse. Who knows? Worse than you were 20 years ago? Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. All right, so uh, they'll get back at it today in uh, 9.05 uh, for practice. First game is coming up um, Labor Day weekend against Murray State. So not that they're, like, extremely worried about that, but they are preparing for that. They're preparing, really, for the other 11 Mm -hmm. more than anything else Mm -hmm. because they'll come at you uh, fast and and very furious. Cowboys continue to work out in – Oxnard, there's a little uh, Zeke news. We'll get to that this morning. Maybe some expectations there. Kind of, kind of wonder what the shelf life is there for old Zeke. You know, because the um, number of carries starting to mound up on him. Mm-hmm. But you got a pretty big price tag there. You'd like to see a little effort uh, for the uh, effort that uh, Coach Jones is providing him with the uh, you know weekly uh, amounts that he's being paid. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Time for this day in sports history. Here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1922. Pirates set a record of 46 hits in a doubleheader against the Phillies. That's 100 years ago today. 1931. Washington Senators pitcher Bobby Burke no hits the Boston Red Sox 5 to nothing at Griffin Stadium in Washington, D.C. 1963, L.A. Dodgers F. Howard and B. Swarun are the third <laughs> to hit consecutive pinch hit home runs. Okay, wow. 1972, New York Yankees sign a th- uh, sign a 30-year lease to play in the remodeled Yankee Stadium. 1976, Chicago White Sox suit up in shorts. <laughs> God, those looked awful. Oh, man. You've seen, it, you've seen pictures of those. Oh, sure, sure. You know, looked like a softball team. Shorts. 1977. Texas Rangers turned their very first triple play. Hmm. This one against the A's. 1985. Baseball's new agreement permits two new National League teams in 1993. 1988, the Cubs and Phillies attempt to play the first night game ever at Wrigley Field. They attempted because they started, they got to the fourth inning, and then Mother Nature said, you're done playing now. Rain out. Game had to be delayed till the next day. I didn't realize they'd gotten to the fourth inning. I remember watching that game, but I was, I was thinking that was, I was thinking it never started, but okay, fourth inning. 1992, 
The original U.S. Dream Team wins the basketball gold medal at the Barcelona Olympics. 117 to 85 over. Yugoslavia? No. Croatia? Croatia. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. okay. Larry right. Bird, Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, all members of this team. Mm-hmm. And in 2021, and who was the a U- member of the Croatian team? Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc, who had only like ended up with only like 13 points. Pippen and Jordan were just foaming at the mouth to shut him down. <laughs> and he was like three for 14 from the floor or something like that. And in 2021, U.S. women's basketball team wins its record-extending seventh consecutive Olympic gold medal with a 90-75 win over Japan in Tokyo. Sue Bird and Diana Teresi each had their fifth straight gold medal. Mm. It is National Frozen Custard Day. I'd rather have ice cream. Me too. I'm, I think I'm with you on that. I'm, I'd rather have ice cream. I don't know that it turned down a custard, right? but I'd rather have ice cream. Uh, we missed a birthday last week. That is my fault. Should have had this on the calendar. Ha- uh, happy belated birthday to Texas Tech head football coach, Joey McGuire. Well, it was Saturday was his birthday. Right. I would have mentioned it on Friday. Friday. Okay. Without hesitation. I, I would have said, we're going to skip today and go ahead and jump to, to tomorrow for the head coach. Mm-hmm. So, uh, happy belated birthday, coach. Uh, today, former Red Raider basketball player, Mike Davis, is 31. Anthony Rizzo, 33. Dustin Hoffman, 85. Roger Federer is 42. And Jarrett Stedham is 26. And on this day, in 1974. America needs a full-time president and a full-time Congress, particularly at this time with problems we face at home and abroad, to continue to fight through the months ahead for my personal vindication would almost totally absorb the time and attention of both the President and the Congress in a period when our entire focus should be on the great issues of peace abroad and prosperity without inflation at home. Therefore, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Vice President Ford will be sworn in as president at that hour in this office. And that's the Stan Sports History. I always love the, therefore, I shall resign the presidency effective noon tomorrow. And I remember watching that on the floor of our, you know, den. You know, just all of us. We knew, everybody knew what was going to happen uh, because there'd been so much speculation about the resignation of the president and then the next thing that's in your it's in your mind when he resigns effective noon tomorrow is when he gets on the helicopter and nixon always gave the peace sign always had this wonky way of waving mm-hmm. the peace sign you know <laughs> anyway so he always that's an indelible image of the uh of the nixon presidency then jerry ford takes over Six fifty this morning here on the morning drive Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T973.com for that. Uh, going back to Coach McGuire's uh, birthday celebration, Jamie, uh, they had a uh, dunk tank set up for him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so apparently his wife arranged for that. Apparently, uh, also, she has, has uh, cupcakes for all the players 
That's uh, a McGuire tradition because, I mean, obviously, he's, you know, it's August. It's his birthday. Probably many a camp uh, started right around the time of his birthday and then had a dunk take uh, set up. And uh, she got the first throw and it didn't work. She didn't hit it, didn't hit the square hard enough. So she just ran up there and pushed the button and he went down. (laughs) Seems a bit unfair. (laughs) Then he climbed back up and somebody else... uh, threw and hit it and, and it went down none of the quarterbacks uh that would have been that would have been interesting to see if uh, any of the quarterbacks would have thrown a football to uh to get uh, coach mcguire to uh to i guess go down. i'm gonna ask why did they not i don't know i don't i don't know what what that would have mm-hmm. how about we, we just choose the starting quarterback over who puts him in the dunk tank that's kind of what i was thinking we're going to start from the 20 yard line and <laughs> throw a ball and see who can get him <laughs> See who could get it on the rope. Would I you don't ever... know. I think the starting quarterback should be a little more determined on hitting a moving target yeah. 50 yards away yeah. as opposed to hitting a stationary circle that <clears throat> may or may not get your to- your coach Jeez, in your infection. Jeff, man, it was just Joe Glare. <laughs> Would you ever get in a dunk tank at a at a practice like if Coach Tadlock had a had a dunk tank set up for anything? Would you Would you let one of the pitchers throw at you? Well, they don't throw at you. They throw at the target. Well, at the target, I wouldn't right? let one of the pitchers throw at me. No. Okay. No. Would you ever get up there in a dunk tank? Sure. I mean, I'm not afraid of a little water. Okay. Right. McGuire? Oh, I said this on Saturday. It's like, I'm not volunteering to go in there mm-hmm. right now, but I wouldn't turn it down either. Mm-hmm. Like, if we were doing some charity thing here and sure. somebody wanted to put me in a dunk tank. Okay, sure. On a 100-degree day? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still a little warm. It was a little warm Saturday morning. Yes. Yes. Well, it was also 11 o'clock. It was 11 was o'clock, right. Right. 11.30. If there was some charity event with you, you were up there, I think I would drop a few dollars. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> I'm sure you I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. I'm sure you'd ex- expend anything that uh, that you had in your pocket. To, for charity, Chuck. To, to, put, to put me in the, put me in the water. For charity. So this has to raise the question. Mm-hmm. Who in the uh, Raymar family would raise the most money to be put in the dunk tank? Yeah, the double Chuck T. Chuck is you, the biggest star, so double T ninety-seven three yeah. one hundred point seven. The score. Uh, Chuck, I, I would think, say the Raymar building. Uh, I'd say uh, Jeff, maybe Jeff Haxton. He would, he would command some. Uh, he would command a lovable throws. I would command hateful throws. I think he would raise the most money. <laughs> you think so? People would line up. You like to be the person that's either loved or hated. Sure. In yeah. both instances, people want to put you in. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's probably fair. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get with the response from Jeff Haxton. Okay. We know that um, people would love throwing to try to dunk you. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably so. I'm not sure how Haxton, if how much he would be into that. How much he would take that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Who else would you think? Uh, Mosa from Magic. She would. Oh, I'm sure her audience she, would yeah. love it. Oh, she'd. Mm-hmm. They would embrace that. Mm-hmm. They would love it. She would love it. I'm also thinking some guys down the hall. I think uh, internally could probably raise quite a bit of money. <laughs> Talking about on highest, put him in a dunk tank. Are you going to tell me you wouldn't throw it on highest if he was in a dunk tank? Uh, I know I would. Yeah. 
No, I don't, I don't feel there's any win there. I don't, either. I don't feel like there's yeah. any win there. I also don't think there was a lot of win in you mentioning it on the air either. <laughs> it's for charity, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, you know. All right, we'll uh, talk some tech football. I got some good news for you. It's more. It's not necessarily on the field. It's more in the stands. But I think it's pretty cool. We'll uh, get to that. This morning here on the morning drive, somebody brings up Chris Need. He he would. Oh yeah, no, yeah. that's that's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. he have a legion mm-hmm. of people, from officiating to everything else he does. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the morning drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Jamie's question of the day on Double T ninety seven three is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, your question, sir, for the day. All right. Chuck, Jeff, and our fine listening audience. My question to you today is, you're going to make a little prediction today. Okay. Who will be the Red Raiders' offensive MVP for Mm. the 2022 season? Oh, the offensive MVP. Wouldn't necessarily be... uh... You could pick a quarterback. Uh, Good luck picking which one it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where I get confused. Offensive MVP. Boy, I'd, I'd, I'd love for it to be a guy like uh, Miles Price because that means that whoever's throwing the ball is throwing the ball really, really well. Jeff? Is that, that So that was your answer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's Roger Thompson. And I, Although it's close for me to say Brooks. Yeah. I, I think that, that we have a two-headed monster and it is equal to heads. I could see either one of them, but tossing the coin in my head, Sir Roger Thompson. Man, I really want to just say quarterback, but I just can't. I just think in Zach Kittley's offense, they're going to have a, a chance to really put up big numbers and do good things. But because of my uncertainty of who it is, I'm going to go with, with Miles Price as well. Okay. I, I think Price will be a guy that will get the ball in his hands a bunch of different ways, whether it be down the field, whether it be screens, whether it be, you know, jet sweeps, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I think he's a talented guy, and I think it's kind of next man up as far as the wide receiver position goes. And I think that's the guy that you're going to see get a lot of touches. And so I'm, I'm going to go with with I'm going to agree with Chuck, and I'm going to say Miles Price. Cool. I, I, you know, I always feel smarter when you agree with me, but I wonder if you feel dumber if when you agree when I when I say something and you have to follow up and go, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. Um, no, no, not necessarily. No. I mean, <laughs> you know me; I don't get swayed very much, right? No. So no. I mean, just I, you know, I, it's kind of one of those situations where I have in my mind who I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And I hear you say the same thing, and and I just kind of go to myself. Oh, good to see Chuck's on his meds today. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I've got one left to take this morning, but okay, I, good, I always take good. that after my smoothie. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I think Jeff's answer about Sir Roderick is is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Man, you could go either way on the two backs. I, I think I'm a little bit higher on Taj Brooks than I am Sir Roderick Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, and we've talked about this a little bit, I do think it's going to be interesting to see if those backs are used more in the running game than than they have been in the past. Because, uh, again, 
Everybody's like, ah, oh, Sir Roderick Thompson, he can catch the ball in the backfield and doing great things for you. Well, he caught six passes last year. And guess right. how many Brooks guess had. how many Brooks had? Six. Six. <laughs> so you really didn't use either one of them in the passing game. The thing that stands as out as far as receipt as being a receiver. Right. But the thing that stands out to me about Kitley's offense is it's very much in line with uh Cliff Kingsbury used to do, where one of the reasons his passing uh, offense was so high a couple of years ago was because his running back went down in game one the year before they ran the ball a lot. So he, I imagine he's going to use every weapon at his disposal. And those are two really good ones to have. Um, I, I don't think it's sure, gonna, but I would have said the same thing about Sonny Cumbie. Like, Oh, he's got two really good running backs. Mm-hmm. He's going to use them in a bunch of different ways. Sure. Yeah. And, and he, then we really didn't. They got 12 balls combined. I think Sonny Cumbie's a good offensive mind, too. Yeah. Co- yeah. Coach Kidley was asked about running the other day, and, and he said, we're going to run the football. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> you know, when you, say, when you say things like, and I've said this before, too, he's going to use every weapon at his disposal. I mean, have you ever heard a person or a coach say, you know, I'm going to keep some weapons holstered. <laughs> I had some of these uh, weapons at my disposal, but I chose not to use them to see if we could win without them. No, but I've seen evidence of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I we've seen, seen them not do it. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah. That's fair. That's seen a, them not do it a lot because you were down 3 nothing after the first no, drive. No, but they're always going to say they're going to do it. Well, yeah, we've got yeah. all these weapons at our disposal. Yeah, we're yeah. going to use all of them. Yep, and the new strength and conditioning coach is going to just completely change the program, right? Oh, yeah. And the new defensive coordinator is going to simplify everything. So it's right. just, you know uh, think. Yeah, it's just react and not think, okay? Yeah. I mean, we've heard them all before. Right. We've, we've, we've heard, heard them all before. Wouldn't it be nice to have a complete staff like, you know, four or five years in a row? That would be, that'd be awesome. Of course. Well, that, that would that, probably mean that nobody wanted your people and you weren't doing that great of a job then. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. There is something to be said. Uh, somebody brings up Mason Tharp. Uh, with a Jace Amaro season. I think, I don't know why I feel this way. I feel like we're probably a year away from that. Uh, apparently Tharp dinged up a foot. Um, was it his? It was his. Okay. Uh, just, I read the report. I mean, that's a good question. Much. He could ding up somebody else's foot pretty well. He could. He could ding up somebody else's. Uh, bullfighters. I being... think, I, I, I think Mason Tharp is going to be a bigger factor than last year, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to just be a huge, huge factor because I I don't think he's number one on the depth part chart yeah. at that position. Yeah. Uh, Bullfighters, a little smart alecky this morning. He said, <laughs> yeah, imagine that one ton running at you and smacking you in the side or picking you up. That's in reference to a gay Boldolipo who's now joined the uh, Red Raider football team. Or half ton. You, you know. What's half- his last name? Oladipo? Is that right? Oladipo, yeah. Oladipo, yeah. yeah. I feel like they should call him the Oladipo District. Oh, uh, maybe when he's in, uh, mm-hmm. it's the Oladipo District line. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Like, you get, once you pass that on to uh, Brian Jensen or John Harrison, <laughs> they can use that as the, part of their vernacular. Jamie, the guy that's against nicknames, just gave out a nickname. We need right. to point this I didn't, out. Uh, I mean, I'm saying like the area that's... <laughs> right, sure. Like, I got gotcha. you. He's patrolling the defensive line. Yeah, that's the, the Oladipo Ola district. district. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not uh, like he's Oladipo district. He's not Oladipo yeah. district. Yeah. He's not the district. Yeah. No, he's not the district. It's just mm-hmm. just, just his his little deal. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> any observations uh, for you, uh, Mr. McGuire, from uh, anything that you've seen from uh, Red Raider football so far? Uh, much like Coach kind of hinted at it on Saturday, um, the, it's the underwear Olympics mm-hmm. up to that point <laughs> because they're in shorts and T-shirts. Uh, they're putting on shells on Sunday. They put shells on Sunday. They've got mm-hmm. full pads, I think, on Tuesday this week. That's when football starts. Okay. Um, you can look great in a helmet and shorts and T-shirts. I can't, but, you know, they can. They're Division One athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I need them to do it against another opponent. I need them to do it. I need to see the offensive line pancake somebody that's not wearing a Texas Tech uniform. Okay. Okay. Well, should we uh, stop talking about them until they do that? Maybe. No, so. I mean, we, but you, you're asking what did anything impress me? Mm-hmm. I thought that it was fun having the dunk tank out there. Yeah. Um, I, and that everybody got involved and everyone was having a good time with it mm-hmm. at the end of practice. That shows some team building there. But mm-hmm. I don't know how many wins that gets you either. You know, I'd I'd rather have a team be together than not. So, absolutely. You know, I'd rather have a team. I, I would have. I would have. I wish we could have been invited to the party. That would have been fun <laughs> to see the. <laughs> Chuck, they didn't invite us, Chuck. <laughs> we could we could see it through the uh, through the uh, open door. So that was kind of cool. We could and we could hear the singing of. Happy birthday to Coach yeah. McGuire. And all that was fun. I, yeah. I'm not saying that they can't have fun. No. Because they're mm-hmm. college athletes and it's after practice. It's supposed to be fun. My guess is he enjoyed the dunk take because it cooled him off. Yeah. Oh, sure. No doubt. Yeah. Especially before he got to come and visit with us. And, and I'm not saying that they're focusing too much on the fun. Mm-hmm. But from what we oh, have yeah, seen. I can hear it now. Right after the first loss. <laughs> Maybe if we had to we spent more time stopping right. the run than worrying about dunk tanks and handing out cupcakes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, right. No, that, and, and that's not right where I'm going. The, uh, uh, chat line yeah. you know, right there on the postgame show after we've, after we've blown something. Oh, are we handing out cupcakes tonight? <laughs> you know what? Yes, because I like cupcakes. <clears throat> yeah. I did too. I can hardly. I, I like a good cupcake. I'm right there with him. Uh, 7:40 this morning on the morning drive. Time for the, the boom, boom, boom is next. I should say. A good question. If you have a thought on that, who you think is going to be the offensive star of the year? If you want to uh, disagree with us, that's all good. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Time for the boom, boom, boom. Here is Jamie Lynn. Chuck, you go first. Okay. Texas Rangers over the weekend. No bueno. Uh, They take, uh, they lose two of three to the Chicago White Sox. They'll be off today. Uh, Rangers losing yesterday by a score of three to two. No. Eight to two. Eight to two. Eight to two. They won on Saturday, eight nothing. Lost on Friday, two to one. So no Rangers uh, today. They'll take a day off. They could certainly use one. All right. Strange story out of Norman late last night. Cal Gundy, who's been a fixture on the Oklahoma sideline, longest tenured football coach in the Big Twelve, resigned last night saying that he read aloud a word that I should never under any circumstances have uttered off the screen of a player's iPad during a film session last week. 
He said he noticed that a player who was supposed to be taking notes during a film session was distracted, a.k.a. wasn't paying attention, and he said he picked up the player's iPad and read the words on the screen, including the unspecified term. He went on to say, quote, The unfortunate reality is that someone in my position can cause harm without ever meaning to do so. Uh, in that circumstance... A man of character accepts accountability. I take responsibility for this mistake. I apologize. End quote. Uh, I am totally confused. There has to be so much more to this There story. has to be because there's no word of discipline for the player who wrote the word. Um, and for Coach Gundy, I mean, yeah, he, he clearly made a mistake, but he was – Clearly trying to make an example out of somebody who wasn't paying attention to the coaching. But you've got to wonder if there's more to this backstory than that. Yeah, he says here, an unfortunate reality is that someone in my position can cause harm without ever meaning to do so. Who, who did he cause harm to? Was someone in that room bothered by his comments? Because if so, that leads me to believe there's a lot more to the story than him just reading off the iPad. Yeah. yeah. And I have no idea. I, honest, honest opinion here, Chuck. I have no idea which way to fall on this mm -hmm. one. All I know that is this: if he got in trouble for reading it, someone should get in trouble for writing it. Yeah. Right. No, I, I I think there's a lot to be said there. So who be interested to see what kind of discipline comes forward and uh yeah. and which But I also feel like if this is just what we see face value there, then someone on that staff and that locker room should have been coming to his aid and saying, Okay, all right, maybe you shouldn't have, but this is not that big this is not that huge that you need to resign over this. Hey, Coach Gunny was trying to get somebody's attention and he wasn't yeah. paying attention, so he read what he had written down and this, we've never heard him ever say this word or ever. But heard him nobody's coming to his defense. Nobody's which, coming to his defense. Which is so far very interesting. Yeah, so far that, that yeah. we've seen. All right, uh, Astros over the weekend, uh, not uh, very good against the Guardians. Uh, they won on Friday, but then lost on Saturday and Sunday, including yesterday, one nothing. So they'll they'll take on the weak sisters of the poor uh, tomorrow, the Rangers. They're almost going in opposite directions. Astros are 70 and 40. Rangers are 48 and 60. We'll have uh, the broadcast for you tomorrow night on 100.7 The Score, Astros version, and Double T 97.3, Rangers version from Minute Maid. Um, I just want to throw something out there. The Rangers are 48 and 60, mm -hmm. and your favorite team is 44 and 65. Okay. So maybe you should not call the Rangers <laughs> the weak sister of the poor. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're, they're the weak sister of the West. The Royals <laughs> are the weak sister of the Central. Yeah. And the Rangers are also there's two teams behind them, so they're not <laughs> yeah. the weak sister of the West. They're third. <laughs> okay. I just felt look that was a little unfair. They're not good. They're not good, okay. but they're not the little sisters of the poor. Yeah. Okay. By far not the weakest sisters of the poor. Okay. That, okay. There might be some fairness to that. Might be. Yeah. <laughs> might be some fairness to that. Yeah. And that is the boom, boom, boom this morning. Here on Double T 97.3. Um, let's see. So what in the world with Pete Rose yesterday? I don't know. 
I, I mean, what in the... What? So the, the Phillies are honoring him. Right. Okay, I don't have a huge issue with it. But apparently there's a story of someone who's claiming statutory rape from the 70s. Mm-hmm. This story's I mean, been out there for quite some time. Right, right, absolutely. But his comments are... I mean, like, who cares what happened 50 years ago? I mean, you can't say that, Pete. Get, yeah. I mean, get a clue. I mean, how ignorant is he? They said he went on the radio broadcast and cursed several times and used crude locker room terms, including when talking about announcer and fellow former Phillies first baseman John Kruk, who was a testicular cancer survivor. I mean, I, I guess Pete Rose is just at that age at, you know, he's 81 now or yeah. something that, he, that, that many old people get to. They just don't care what anybody he's, thinks. He's more than a, more than a curmudgeon. Oh, what yeah. a, what a doofus. Yeah. I mean, what a classless individual. You cannot say, and we're talking about a girl that was 14 or 15. Yeah. <clears throat> he was married at the time. He was in his thirties. I mean. All, he all acknowledged back in 2017 he did have a relationship with the women, but he said it started when she was 16. Oh, that's great, <laughs> Pete. Yeah, so that's was, great. There was a baseball writer from the Enquirer, and he, he was in his 30s, married with two kids at the yeah, time. Yeah, he said it was 55 years ago, babe. Who that's, cares? Yeah, he called a writer <laughs> babe too. I mean, what a trash individual. I'm so glad he's not in the Hall of Fame now. For years, I felt like he deserved to be there. I'm so glad he's not. He said, I'm going to tell you one more time. I'm here for the Philly fans. I'm here for my teammates. Okay, I'm here for the Philly organization. And who cares what happened 50 years ago? Well, the Phillies cared because they weren't going, they were going to induct him uh, into the Philadelphia Phillies Hall of Fame. But then this surfaced a few years ago. And so they, they did not do that. Um, he also said if he had offended her, he offered to sign a thousand baseballs for her uh, before ultimately saying he was sorry. <sighs> yeah. I mean, he said, who cares what happened 50 years ago? You weren't even born, so you shouldn't be talking about it because yeah. you weren't born. If you don't know a damn thing about it, don't talk about it. How about just say, you know what? I'm here to celebrate with my teammates. That's that's not what we're here for. That's not yeah. what we're here for. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I just, I don't have any comment on that today. I'm here to celebrate with my teammates uh, a World Series that we shouldn't have won. Yeah, and I don't want to be a distraction to that. I mean, they would have won that World Series had Willie Wilson not struck out 13 times or had Jose Cardinal... <laughs> in game five, not looked at strike three with a couple of men on, or Pete Rose, who catches this unbelievable ball that he just juggled in 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 foul territory. I mean, he did a great job. Or Tug McGraw, who, you know, was just fantastic. So was Steve Carlton. I take it this was against the Royals? It was. Okay. One of my fa- prob- probably one of my favorite Royals teams, 1980. Okay. You just 
knew a little too much about. Yeah, I did. And, and I wanted to make sure. Well, since he was mentioning all Royals players, that probably gave it. didn't it. help. Yeah, it didn't hurt either, of, right? Yeah. But I was just, that was the, that not was everybody World. out there knows that those were all Royals players. That was the either. World Series that George Brett had the hemorrhoid problem for game one. It's a tough deal. It was a tough deal. <laughs> His... This guy that was the uh, longtime sports columnist for the uh, Kansas City Star, his name was Joe McGuff. He was just a great guy. Um, Brad, after the it was disclosed that he had had hemorrhoids, he said, "Why me? Why not Joe McGuff?" <laughs> so, so Joe McGuff, being the kind of guy he was, he, he wrote a book basically saying, "Why me? Why not Joe McGuff?" <laughs> Oh, oh man. man, I was heartbroken when I could still see Willie Wilson striking out for the 13th time against Tug McGraw. And Philly's winning it. <clears throat> see, if the Royals had done their job, there would have been no celebration yesterday in Philadelphia. Hmm. Yeah, I, I blame the Royals. They yeah. lost in six games. The weak so. sisters of the poor that are the Kansas City That's Royals. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and even bigger laughs. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, good morning. It is the Morning Drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Coming to you this morning from the First United Bank, Double T 97.3 studio. Look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line or the Benchmark Hotline. Uh, Hall of Fame inductions took place over the weekend. And next action for the NFLers will be Thursday night. Have a couple of games, Giants and Patriots, Titans and Ravens. Cowboys do not play until Saturday night. They'll take on the Denver Broncos in Denver. That is a uh, 8 o'clock kick from uh, the Mile High City. Uh, I bring all this up because I I saw this article this past weekend. Um, The article headline was, Top 20 players not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, okay? Okay. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll scroll through that list and see who's interesting uh, to me. Um, one guy that's on this list is Steve Tasker. He um, spent quite a bit of time with the Buffalo Bills, 86 to 97. He's currently a broadcaster. One of the 20 greatest players not in the Hall of Fame? Uh-huh. And they think Steve Tasker... Yeah. That highly of Steve Tasker? NFL's top 20, they say NFL's top 20 players not in the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, Tasker was a specialist, right? It's, I mean, he played a little wide receiver, mm-hmm. but it was all about his, you know, special, special teams. teams. And mm-hmm. he was great both both defending punts or whatever, covering punts, I guess you should say. And uh, and also, he was good as a kick re- or punt returner as well. But mm-hmm. I, it seems like really... I don't know, specialist. And he was obviously one of the best at what he did, but kind of changed that yeah, position I just, a little bit. They yeah. I'm not they're not saying that these guys are gonna get in. Yeah. Okay. I, I loved him as a player. I mean, just a hard worker and just looked like a guy that was giving it everything he had every second he was on the field. Uh Jim Marshall is in this is on this list. He played for the Minnesota Vikings. Um and uh he was the guy that ran the wrong way once. That was a problem during a game. <laughs> almost scored a, almost scored a touchdown, but didn't. Um, some other there's there's a, a big notable name here, which is why I brought this up. 
Do you want to take a guess where Zach Thomas is on this list? Number three. Nope. Number one. Yep. Hmm. I figured that he wouldn't get number one because there'd be another way for him to not get <laughs> what he deserves. Uh, so they, this article says the Dolphins have a slew of Canton-worthy players who haven't gotten the call. They list Bob Kuchenberg, who played on those great Dolphin teams in the early 70s, uh, Mark Duper and Mark Clayton, who were terrific as receivers, um, You know, getting balls thrown at them from every direction by Dan Marino. Uh, they list Ricky Williams, although I don't. I wouldn't say that Williams would go in. Uh, I don't think he makes it. They just they just list him, right? Um, but then they talk about Zach Thomas, seven time Pro Bowler, five time All Pro, um, one of the NFL's most productive players during his dozen seasons in Miami, led the NFL in tackles on two separate occasions, retired with. 1,734 tackles, 20 and a half sacks, 17 interceptions, 48 passes defense, 16 forced fumbles, 8 recoveries, and helped the, make, helped the Dolphins make the playoffs 97-01. to The problem is they just didn't do very much in the playoffs. Not saying that you have to be a Super Bowl champion to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but it sure does help. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it's it, a big factor. But yep. it, sure, it sure does help. And I find it hard to believe that the reason they didn't do much in the playoffs was because of Zach Thomas. He might have been the reason that they made the playoffs a couple of those years. A- a- absolutely. A- a- absolutely. And so, you know, you, you know, there's been a, a lot of players that have said, um, hey, this guy deserves to go in, uh, including Brian Urlacher, who's like, I, I'm surprised I'm in before Zach Thomas. Mm-hmm. So... I would imagine at some point in time we're going to see him in that Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're going to see him, you know, inducted. Uh, and, you know, he played a year with the Cowboys, but he's always going to be known. He's a in, dolphin. In the NFL as a dolphin, right, with, without, uh, without any question. I, so. I gave the Hall of Fame voters a pass last year because when you looked at the guys that they voted in, it really looked like they voted in the guys that had been waiting the longest. Mm-hmm. Like they knocked a bunch of years off of the wait list for some of those guys. Sure. And they wanted to get them in and honored as opposed to, hey, this is how great this guy was. We sure wish we could have gotten him in the Hall of Fame before he passed away kind of group. Mm-hmm. They got one. Let's get it fixed this year. You've had it wrong for many years from this point. But I mean, it, it, it's it's a, it's an elite group. There's no there's no question um, that you know. I mean, if you make it to that road, I mean, there's only I, I want to say 372, but I may be off on that a little bit. There's not very many in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I mean, it's truly the best of the best of the best. And I'm not saying that Zach Thomas isn't deserving because I think he is. It's just sometimes that wait is a little bit longer because there's just so few. I mean, you think about 52-man rosters, 32 teams. You know, there's anywhere from 1,500 to 2,000 players a year. And we're talking about a league that goes back to the 50s. So, not you didn't have 32 teams in, you know, 1960. I understand that. But still, you have a lot of, a lot of players to cull through that, you know, when you get to that, that number, that's pretty elite. Mm-hmm. It's just it really the, is. It's just when you kind of look at it, there's like, okay... When you look at it from 30,000 feet, you're like, ah, oh, man, it's really, really special. But then you kind of start grinding down to the nitty-gritty, and you're like, okay, 
why isn't he in? But there's every team has some of those guys of sure. why isn't he in? Yeah, I, and I think what you touched on earlier about the the fact that there's no Super Bowl appearances um, is a factor there, and I think eventually he will get in. Mm-hmm. It's just. I mean, I, I and and Jeff's point is valid too, and that this was a good class, and I, I just, unfortunately, I think he's just got to be a little bit patient. All of us do, because yeah. I think he's going to get in. I think I would be really upset if I thought he wasn't. I do. I'm I'm confident he's going to get in. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think you're right uh, right on that. Eight oh eight this morning, here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts, comments on the Ace Flooring Center chat line. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys continue to work out in Oxnard. It includes Zeke Elliott, um, the Cowboys running back. Um, man, he had the lowest per carry average of his career in 2020, followed by his worst per carry average uh, last season, including and in, and in, you know including just 31 yards in the loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Is this a big year for him? I mean, is he in danger of getting released at the end of this? I mean, there'll be there'll be a big um, price to pay for Jerry because there's some guarantees that go with that. But mm, I think his guarantees are at the end of this are done after this season. I, I think that's why I will be surprised happening. if Zeke Elliott is on the team next year. Okay. I mean, I think it would be it would take him having a spectacular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Mike McCarthy said this, Zeke Elliott is one of our rocks on this team. He's a keystone player. You see all the extra work that he puts in pre-practice, post-practice. He came over a lot. He overcame a lot to play last year, and I think that speaks volumes about him. And you need those types of individuals to win championships. And he was hurt most of the year last year that he played through it. I'd hate to give him credit for that, but he gets it for that. Well, I sure feel better about Tony Pollard than I do about Zeke Elliott. 100%. 100%. Uh, that's also a lot, lot cheaper. <laughs> it's also a lot, lot cheaper. 1,000%. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.